Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. joining me today. I want to take a quick minute to introduce myself and give you an overview of what this podcast is about and what my hope for it is. My name is Taffy Marino. I'm a wife, mother, daughter, sister, pastor, and friend. My husband and I have been married since 2000. We met in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Rama Bible College. We're both 1999 graduates. We have been in full-time ministry since 2001, with the majority of that time being pastors. We have three beautiful, amazing children. We are so thankful for them. Psalm 127 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. And that is so true. Several years ago, the Lord put it on my heart to start a podcast. My hope for this podcast is that you feel warm, welcome, and right at home. I hope it encourages you and strengthens you that God will speak to your heart as you listen, and you will walk away stronger. This first episode is called Graced for a Place. I hope you will realize that you are chosen. Before you were born, God really knew you, loved you, and even liked you. The Bible says He called and appointed you. You may not know exactly what your purpose is, but I hope by the end of this podcast, you will know 100% without a doubt that you have a purpose and you are ready to discover what that is. Okay, for real, let's get started. Okay, so let's just jump right into today's episode. Um, today I want to talk about purpose. I think more than ever, many people are asking the question, why am I here? What is my purpose? Well, I have four points today, and hopefully by the end of it, you're going to walk away at least knowing you have a purpose. That is my goal. So my first point is that God created you for good. In Ephesians, Paul says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's found in chapter two, verse 10. God created you for good. I want you to notice that Paul says we, not just I, for God created, or that Paul is saying God created me as a masterpiece. No, he said, for we are God's masterpiece. For me personally, it would be very easy to say, sure, Paul is a masterpiece. Paul is an amazing was an amazing apostle who wrote most of the New Testament, who countless miracles, you know, yeah, he's a masterpiece. He did good things. But Paul wanted to make sure that we understood he was talking about all of us. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I truly believe this. I said, God has a grand plan for everyone. It's just, will we choose to follow that plan? Bottom line. And I guess I could just in the podcast or the episode right there, (laughs) but we're not going to do that. But God has created everyone with this grand plan. 
In that scripture, Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are a masterpiece. That means you are a one-of-a-kind workmanship, something that never before existed. It, it means you're, uh, that masterpiece is almost like your life's work. And Paul said that's what we are. Every time that God has created or formed someone, he puts so much in you, so many gifts, so many talents that are unique to you. No one else is like you and no one else has your own assignment and no one else has the plan that God has given you. He did this so that we can do the good things that he planned for us a long time ago. I also feel like I should say this today, that everyone was created in love. No matter how you were conceived, God created and formed you with love and in love. I hope that touches someone today. God created you with love and in love. Philemon's 1.6 says, And I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith would produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and his glory. Another translation says, every good thing that is in you, that is in Christ. We now have all of these good things that were in Christ are in us. Number two, he is with you. You know, God doesn't just send you out into the world saying, good luck, don't mess up. He actually goes with you. This really makes me think of when we send our kids out into the world, you know, they're, they've, they've turned 18, they're going to college or they're launching out. Maybe they're not going to college. They're going to start a job somewhere or however it happens. We prepare them for this moment where they're going to go out into the world and we just pray we've equipped them with everything that they need. We would probably, I know I would as a mom. I would love to go with them wherever they went and physically be with them, but that's just not possible. God is able to actually be with us wherever we go. He doesn't just send us out with our little backpack saying, you know, you have my blessing and I hope you make it. No, he's right there. Isaiah 41 10 says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That encourages me. He says, don't be afraid. I'm right here and don't be dismayed because I am your God and I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. First Corinthians 3, 9 says that we are God's fellow workers. Um, that gives me the image that we're co-workers. We're right there side by side and he's helping us do this work. Whatever it is that he's asked us to do, he's actually right there with us, helping us get the job done. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I, I picked up that in all of these scriptures, he tells us not to be afraid, or, or two of these scriptures, he tells us not to be afraid. Why? 
because it can be very scary when you figure out the plan that God has for you. It can be a little intimidating, but we don't have to be afraid. When God goes with you, you have all of his knowledge, all of his resources and understanding. You have God right beside you, helping you along the way. One scripture actually says, as I stated before, that we're co-laborers with him. Number three, he has approved and appointed you. Jeremiah 1, 5 through 7 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Oh, Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Say not, I am only a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I shall send you, and whatever I command, you shall speak. He knew you, everything about you, and he approved and appointed you. Now that isn't to say that you're not going to change. No, the more you get to know the Father and the plan that he has for your life, the more you'll be transformed into that person, the person he originally intended for you to be. Before life, sin, and all the other things begin to chip away at who you really are. Before life and sin begin to shape the way that you think about yourself and the way that you think about God. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How many times have you felt unworthy to come to God? How many times did you feel that God, God might have it out for you, or at the very least, he just didn't care about you? The way we come against these lies is to go to God's word. It says that he has thoughts of peace towards you, not of evil, and he desires to give you a future and a hope. Some of you may be thinking, well, then I wish he would just go ahead and give it to me, this future and a hope. He has a plan with everything we need, but we have to choose it. We have to agree with God and his plan for our life. We must cooperate with it. This makes me think about a story in the Old Testament. God had a good plan for Israel. He had delivered them from being slaves and led them to a land that he was going to give them. The only problem, they just couldn't grasp that God was really for them. They couldn't fathom that he had a good plan for them and that he wasn't leading them into disaster, but actually to a good place, a place that was flowing with milk and honey. They fought God the whole way. And when they finally arrived to this wonderful place that he had for them, they refused to go because there was some giants in the land. They still saw themselves as slaves, and they still saw God as distant, and that he didn't truly care what happened to them. This was their report to Moses, and I'm reading out of Numbers 13. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a land and a bountiful country, flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit that it produces. But the people living in there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. 
He said, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. Mm, we can't go against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes there. All the people we saw there were huge. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought about us, too. I want you to notice that they said they felt like a grasshopper, and that's how the giant saw them, too. Well, if you read over in Joshua 2.11, it actually says that their hearts, the people of that land, not the Israelites, but the people in the land that they were supposed to conquer, it said that their hearts melted inside of them when they heard that the children of Israel were coming because they knew that their God was a great God. Number four, we must see ourselves how God sees us, not how we see ourselves or how others see us. Some of you need to get past your past. <laughs> you are more concerned about how you see yourself and how others see you. The sad part of this story is they never made it to their promise. It was theirs, but they wouldn't cooperate with the plan that God had for them. God has a good plan for you. He has a grand plan for you. He has a grand plan for everyone. Believe me, we are all afraid sometimes. That is why God told Joshua, Caleb, and the rest of Israel to be very courageous. Forty years after the original group refused to fight, refused to go in, Joshua and Caleb finally got their chance to go into that land with milk and honey. God had not forgotten their faithfulness. So to recap, God created you for good. Two, God is with you. Three, he has approved and appointed you. And four, you must get past your past and see yourself as God sees you. I hope today was encouraging. I hope you are finishing this up feeling hopeful and strong and you are ready and excited to discover the plan God has for you. Next week, we're going to talk about how to move towards the plan that God has for your life. You know, he says that there is a good an acceptable and a perfect will of God. And that as we get to know him and as we read his word and we spend time with him, that our minds are transformed and we begin to discover what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. So I want you to come back next week. Thanks again for joining me. And I hope you have a blessed day.